Hello everyone, my name is Haley Lisbeth, and if you don't know who I am, this is my true crime podcast where once a week I sit down and I talk about all things true crime, ranging from murders, disappearances, cults, all the way to the biggest drug bust in history, the biggest bank heist in history, all things true crime. So if you're interested in any of that, you can head over to the YouTube channel and you can watch the visual version every Wednesday, or you can head over to Spotify, Apple, wherever you can find podcasts to listen to the audio version every Tuesday. And for today's case, we're going to be talking about the case of the Hicks family. Now there is a lot to get through so we're just gonna hop right into it. In a small town named Ackworth in northwest Georgia, about a half hour away from Atlanta, it was said to be one of the best suburbs in the state. It was very close to the city without actually being in the city. All of the schools were really good. It just gave the overall feel of a small hometown. And so a town like this is the perfect environment to raise children and that's exactly what what the Hicks family thought. The Hicks family comprised of the father, Timothy, his wife, Amber, and their two-year-old son, Jacob. Timothy Justin Hicks, aka a lot of people just call him Justin, was a 31-year-old firefighter that worked with the City Emergency Services. And as of 2021, he was actually working for six years and just completed his paramedic training. Timothy always told everyone that it was his passion to help people. And same thing with his wife, Amber Hicks. She was a 31-year-old audiologist assistant and basically what her job was is to help elderly people get their hearing back, kind of like a physical therapist but for specifically hearing. And then they shared their two-year-old son, Jacob, that they welcomed back in 2019. And as for the family, they seemed like a very loving family. As I said, both Justin and Amber had a passion for helping people and their full-time job was to help people people. But as for the family, they didn't always have, you know, such success in their careers. They actually, in the beginning of their relationship, struggled a lot financially before getting good paying jobs. And when they were trying to create a bright future for their son, Jacob, they didn't really have much help along the way. But as they started to move themselves up in their career, in 2021, they were able to buy their first home in Verbena, Georgia. They bought the house on August 30th, 2021 and moved in in September of 2021. And this was honestly such a big deal for the Hicks family because as I said, they didn't really, you know, have a lot of help. They really just worked hard for themselves and their family. And so something like this, they were extremely proud of. And then on November 18th of 2021, on Thursday at 9.30 a.m., that is when officers were called to the Hicks family home and inside That is where they found the bodies of Timothy and Amber Hicks, both shot to death. The officers did find two-year-old Jacob, who was unharmed, but he was wandering the home, and since he is only two years old, he's unable to really speak to police or tell them what happened, and it's suspected that when they found Amber and Justin's body, that they had been dead for a couple hours, meaning that Jacob was just left wandering around the home around his deceased parents for hours. Police suspected that the murder had happened in the 
the middle of the night and when this news came out it was a huge shock because as I said everyone loved the Hicks family it was a passion of theirs and all they did was just give back to the community and so something like this was extremely hard news and so people really started to try to figure out who had done this and for an entire week the police didn't have any leads until one day a neighbor actually said that that specific house the neighbors that used to live there before the Hicks family actually used to get into some violent altercations with the family that lived across the backyard from them and so now the police knows that since there's a neighbor with violent tendencies they go to the home of Matthew and Andrew Lands. so a little bit of backstory about Matthew and Andrew Lands. they lived across the backyard from the Hicks and the Lands family was known to be very warm and welcoming family it comprised of the mom the dad and two sons 27 year old Austin and 22 year old Matthew both of the boys attended Kennesaw Mountain High School and straight out of high school Austin actually went into the Marines while Matthew went to University of Georgia and studied cognitive science however Austin actually never got into the Marines because shortly after enlisting he was kicked out and there's not really anything specific online as to why he got kicked out so it could literally be anything from a personality disorder to misconduct and his family as well didn't know why Austin got kicked out because he never talked about it and so after getting kicked out of the Marines he went to go live back home with his family and work in construction with his father but it wasn't until around 2019 where the family started to see some really odd behaviors in Austin because while Matthew was away at college Austin now had all of this free time alone at the house and with all of this newfound free time he started to become very fixated on his neighbors that lived across the backyard from him at the time who was living in this house was Philip Rent and his fiance Eliza Wells and this couple moved in in around the summer of 2019 and when they moved in they really had no problem with the Lands family until December of 2019 when things started to get extremely unsettling. One day in December of 2019 close to Christmas time Philip went to go check the mail in his mailbox and in the mailbox was a folded piece of paper and inside of the paper was essentially just porn. It was a photo of a naked woman in a tiara and at first Philip just kind of brushed it off he just kind of thought oh it's just some teenagers playing a sick joke doesn't really matter until it started to happen again the following week but in this instance it was actually the same exact picture but it was accompanied with a kid's toy tiara and so when Philip saw this that is when he really started to get creeped out and the following year in May 2020 this actually continued on a regular basis and so that is when he decided to call the police for harassment. When the police show up Philip shows them the pictures that were sent to him as well as the tiaras but unfortunately the police say that there's not much that they could really do so the best advice that the police can give Philip is to just get some security cameras and so then in July of 2020 they did. And so then one day as Philip is going to go get his mail that is when he finds an app 
purple juice box just sitting against his garage door with a cigarette inside. And obviously, this is not from him or his fiance. So he looks at the security cameras and what he sees is Austin walking his dog, but he's leaning against his garage door while smoking a cigarette and drinking a juice box before finishing out his cigarette and then just leaving the cigarette and juice box there. And so when Philip sees this on the security cameras, he immediately calls the police for trespassing. And Philip and Eliza would say that they always had a really weird feeling about Austin and they knew that it was probably Austin that was leaving the weird photos because every time they would drive past the Lanz's house, they would always get this like weird death stare from Austin because they said that Austin was always in the front yard smoking a cigarette. And they got this really, really bad feeling from Austin. And so Philip immediately goes to the police. And so he shows the police the footage as well as reminding them about all of the weird things in his mailbox. And so they head over to the Lance's household. And when the parents see this footage of Austin, they're extremely apologetic. They just feel terrible. They say, you know, Austin isn't harmless. He wouldn't actually do anything. The family just continuously says like, we know we need to get him help. This has been going on for way too long. And so during this whole conversation with police and Austin and like his whole family, Austin doesn't really say anything. But the one thing that he does say, and it's extremely creepy, is that he says that he actually watches Eliza through her bathroom window. And this immediately, you know, creeped out Eliza as it would anyone else. And shortly after this, Philip and Eliza actually broke off their engagement where Eliza had left the home and Philip had to stay at the house, but the naked woman photo still continued. And there was this one day where Philip actually woke up to a note on his door that said, quote, I'm done wandering for real. What is the point of that. And after this, that is when Philip had called the police and stayed with his sister for the time being. But as you suspected it, this was not the end for Philip because when Philip was sleeping at his sister's house, he got a notification in the middle of the night saying that someone was in his home. And so Philip immediately opened up his app and in his security camera app, he can see Austin walking around his house, turning on all the lights, throwing his bedroom apart, his living room apart, and in Austin's hands is a crowbar. And so obviously Austin going in there with a crowbar, he is meaning some sort of violence against Philip. And so Philip immediately calls the police and is watching all of this go down as he's on the phone with the police. And so eventually Matthew did leave the house because he found that, you know, Philip was wasn't there and there also wasn't anything stolen from the home so that's how you know that Austin was definitely there for Philip. They later arrest Austin and charge him with trespassing and burglary and when he was brought down to the station he did own up to what he did but he also started to say some really off things such as there was airplanes in the sky that was tracking him and his phone was being tapped and while he was in the holding office offices, he actually attacked two deputies so bad to the point where one of them had dislocated their tongue and he actually tore the ACL of the other officer
officer as well as chipping his knee bone and destroying his taser. When he was in jail, he was screaming at the top of his lungs, he was yelling at them to hit him and that he can take on all of the police officers and was even calling the officers gay. And so this story did make news because it was about this young stalkerish kid that was sending all these naked woman photos to their neighbors. And this is when Eliza would actually go to Facebook to tell her story and her interaction with Austin Lands. She posted to her Facebook saying, quote, sexual harassment, aggravated stalking, looking into the eyes of the person who's made you feel unsafe in your own home for the past six months, looking at the person who makes you close all your blinds and lock all of your doors and jump at any sound you hear outside, looking at him as he says that he watches you through your windows, implying that by having my blinds and curtains open, I am inviting him to harass me, stalk me. This was my reality today. It's uncomfortable, it's disturbing, and it's not a thing people usually talk about. A couple weeks later, that is when Austin was actually let out on bond and he was ordered to do a mental health evaluation and a substance abuse program, but neither of these things ended up happening. Austin was released from prison in July 18th of 2021 and moved with his dad in Virginia to work. But on August 3rd of 2021, that is when Austin went to Washington, D.C. and stepped off of a Metro bus right outside of the Pentagon. The Pentagon police officer on duty that day by the name of George Gonzalez was a security guard and a U.S. Army veteran. He served in Iraq and became a part of the Pentagon Force Protection Agency in 2018 and then senior officer in 2021. When Austin had stepped off the bus, that is when he had charged Officer Gonzalez with a knife and he said absolutely nothing. He had attacked Gonzalez from behind and had stabbed him to death and then afterwards he took Gonzalez's gun and shot himself in the head. And everyone was shocked by this news because it happened out of nowhere and also with Austin's history of stalking women in the past, this was just really, really crazy. This was just a very, very troubling experience and it also led to a lot of people becoming furious at the police station saying that they don't take their harassment cases very seriously. And if Austin would have just been locked up in the first place and was required to take the substance abuse program as well as therapy, then maybe this could have been avoided. And Austin's family was extremely devastated by the death of Austin as well. The parents tended to blame themselves and said that it felt like every time they tried to help Austin, things just got worse and worse. But although Austin is dead now, that is actually not where this story ends because Austin's death took a toll on everyone in the family, but especially his brother, Matthew. And after a while, Matthew started to become extremely angry at his neighbors, Eliza and Philip, and he actually blamed both Eliza and Philip for being the people to drive his brother insane and furthermore, leading him to kill someone and 
then kill himself. And so then at this point, Matthew, as I said, he's attending the University of Georgia, which is about two hours away from Virginia where he lived. And so he was not at home all the time. He actually had his own apartment, which was like down the street from his college. So then on November 17th of 2021, that is when Matthew had sought revenge on his neighbors, Eliza and Philip. But the only issue was, is that Philip and Eliza no longer lived at that house anymore. It was now the family of Amber and Justin Hicks, as well as their two-year-old son, Jacob. Back in April, when Philip had seen Austin walking through his house with a crowbar, immediately after that, Philip just said, yeah, no, I'm not doing this, and he immediately moved away. But Matthew was not aware of this because, as I said, he lived in his own apartment about two hours away. So how could he have, like, seen the moving trucks or figured out that this family had moved away if he didn't live there in the first place? And so on the night of November 19th, that is when Matthew had decided to seek his revenge on Philip and Eliza, but he didn't know that Philip and Eliza no longer lived there. On the night of November 19th, 19th, Matthew had snuck into the house between the hours of 8 p.m. and 12 a.m. Matthew came into the house and shot Amber first as she was sitting on the couch from the back of the head and it looked as if Justin was sitting right next to Amber and tried to run away because his body was found shot to death on the floor right next to the couch. It is still unknown why Matthew didn't kill Jacob or even if he saw Jacob at all but the weird thing about this as well is that as for Matthew, unlike his brother, he had no history of mental illnesses or showed any odd behaviors. He was smart, he went to college, he had a good group of friends, but for some reason the death of his brother had triggered something in him to seek his deep murderous revenge. Specifically on the people he blamed for the murder of his brother. And although Philip and Eliza had nothing to do with Austin, Austin took his own life, this was his own choice and his own mental health, for some reason Matthew you needed someone to blame and he didn't want to blame his brother and so he ended up blaming Philip and Eliza instead. And Matthew actually also tried to clean up the crime scene a little bit. He collected all the shell casings from the crime scene so they couldn't identify what gun was used and this would indicate premeditated murder. So then on November 19th of 2021, two days later, that is when police get a call from a suspicious person wandering around Fulton County where there had been a bad home invasion. Now there is police body cam footage available and in this body cam footage what you see is a police officer standing on the bottom steps of someone's home and he's talking to someone at the top of the steps but he can't see the person. He can only hear him and this person is Matthew Lands. The family of the home had called the police saying that this random kid had 
had basically broken into their home and he has locked himself upstairs and they don't want to go upstairs in fear that this random kid might be armed. And so throughout this body cam footage, the police is trying to negotiate with Matthew, trying to get him to go downstairs. But Matthew continuously says that the house that he's in is his house and even tries to lure the officer upstairs by saying, why won't you come upstairs and hang out with me? Are you scared? But after a while of convincing, when Matthew finally comes down the stairs, he immediately attacks the officer with a knife, leading the officer to suffer some really bad stab wounds. Matthew was shot twice with the officer's gun and both survived. After the hospital, Matthew was charged with trespassing and attempted murder. And when he was taken into the station, that is when the police had linked Matthew to the double homicide of Amber and Justin Hicks that had just happened a couple days prior. Matthew, from the time when he murdered Amber and Justin Hicks to the time of when he was caught now, he had actually went on a home invasion spree and just started breaking into a bunch of people's houses and basically squatting in their houses. They linked Matthew specifically to the murder of Amber and Justin through cell phone towers. Cell phone towers had showed Matthew leaving his apartment at 8 p.m. on the night of November 17th. Then his phone shows up at the scene of the crime in the Hicks household at around 9 p.m. The phone was at the Hicks family home for a while before driving back to his apartment and there's also some ring doorbell footage of Matthew walking the streets with the clothes that would later be found in the washing machine of his apartment. And when police were talking to the parents and, you know, telling them everything that was going on, the parents actually told the police that they had a deep feeling that Matthew had something to do with the murder of the Hicks because the parents actually drove two hours to Matthew's apartment to just ask him in person, did he have anything to do with that murder? And Matthew told his parents to their faces, no, he had nothing to do with it. He denied the whole thing. But as the parents were, you know, walking around the apartment, they actually found a pistol. And this was the same exact pistol that was used on the scene of the crime. And his parents just had a very deep gut feeling about all of this. When searching Matthew's car, police found binoculars, a large metal flashlight with a pointed head cap. And this head cap is actually designed to break glass and break a window, which would make sense because during the break-in when they were investigating the Hicks house, they actually found a broken window. The police also found a bunch of ammo in his car as well. As for Matthew's trial, Matthew is currently at the Fulton County Jail on two counts of malice murder, four counts of felony murder, one count of home invasion, two counts of aggravated assault, two counts of possession of a firearm during commission of a felony, one count of cruelty to children in the second degree, and one count of tampering with evidence. As for today, Matthew is still serving out and awaiting trial. I don't think that he was given bail, so he will be in jail during the duration of him awaiting his trial. His trial was actually supposed to be in January of 2023, but it was postponed to an unknown date, so I will try to be on the lookout to try to figure out when his trial date is. But yeah, that is the end of today's story. If you guys found the story interesting, make sure to give it a 
thumbs up and subscribe. This is a very, very wild story and it's a story that continues to this day and I'm very interested to hear what you guys have to say. If you want to follow me on any of my socials like my Instagram, all of that will be linked down below as well as my PO box if you want to send me anything. And yeah, that is all from me. Again, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day and I will see you guys next week. Bye.